Welcome back to The Ron Show for Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022 on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. I'm your host, Ron Roberts. Our phone number, by the way, 404-913-2725. My email is ron at ronshowatl.com. Man, I almost feel like the show needs a court reporter. Like, we all we need somebody who, that, that's their beat. However, since our budget only has enough to, well, I'm not even getting paid for this, <laughs> to keep the lights on here at home, that won't be happening. So you're stuck with me. So here are some of the things that we've had come down the uh, legal pipeline today. Uh, the Supreme Court has decided that they're going to permit the House to obtain Trump's tax records. Wow. Uh, the application for stay of the mandate presented to the Chief Justice and by him referred to the court is denied. The order heretofore entered by the Chief Justice is vacated. Yeah, so it looks like uh, a lot of uh, Donald Trump's dirty deeds and some of that income we're all curious about is finally going to come to light. What else do we have here? Well, oh, Republicans are trying to appeal the Saturday voting situation to the Georgia Supreme Court. Now, why would Republicans do this when they were telling us all along they're not about voter suppression? Interesting. Yeah, the Georgia GOP, among the uh, groups that have filed to stop the Saturday voting in the runoff, those groups include the Georgia Republican Party, the National Republican Senatorial Committee, and the Republican National Committee filed the appeal with the Georgia Supreme Court. They're asking, according to WABD.com, the high court to issue an emergency stay of a lower court ruling that said Georgia law does allow voting this Saturday. The runoff election day is scheduled for December 6th. Interesting, because they were telling us when they were crafting SB 202 and defending it after it passed, and they were getting blowback from corporate America, that it wasn't a voter suppression law. And yet, here we have clear evidence that the runoff portion for sure suppresses the vote. Going from a nine-week election window to four meant there was only one weekend available for early voting. And that weekend is split in half because of the Thanksgiving and not Robert E. Lee, but used to be Robert E. Lee state holiday. So eliminating at least one of the two early weekend voting dates is voter suppression. Anyway, we'll uh, keep our eye on how that plays out. Stephen Fowler, by the way, noted, Stephen Fowler uh, is a reporter for GPP News. He reported, he notes this on Twitter, that roughly 14 counties, uh, according to the Secretary of State's office, have said so far they're offering Saturday voting. voting. They include at least three majority GOP counties, and those counties roughly account for about 25% of Herschel Walker's vote totals from the general election. Let's see other courtroom news. Uh, This statement from the office of Senator Lindsey Graham. Today, Senator Graham appeared before the Fulton County Special Grand Jury for just over two hours and answered all questions. Oh, he ate all his vegetables. Clean plate, happy plate. 
the statement goes on. The senator feels he was treated with respect, professionalism, and courtesy. Out of respect for the grand jury process, he will not comment on the substance of the questions. However, I will. Not that I know the questions. I'm just going to speculate that if Brad Raffensperger answered all questions truthfully and Lindsey Graham answered all questions truthfully, Lindsey Graham's in a lot of trouble, as is his friend, his preferred flavor of boot to lick, Donald John Trump. By the way, Fonnie Willis and her office seem to indicate that while there are still some outstanding subpoenas for testifying, well, not even subpoenas, they've just, they've requested the likes of Newt Gingrich and Mark Meadows and have been rebuffed by them. Despite the, those, I'm sure, upstanding gentlemen refusal to testify, Fonnie Willis and her office seem to indicate that they're going to be done by the end of the year, and they have until May of 2023 to wrap this up. So, looks like we've got some holiday watching to do, and we will. Okay, while not a legal matter, this does help the city avoid any future legal matters, I would guess. The Atlanta City Council voted last night to pay a million dollars to the widow of Rayshard Brooks, who was fatally shot, you'll recall, by Atlanta police officers back in 2020. Now, the two officers at the scene, Garrett Rolf and, oh, the other guy's name, I'm sorry, Devin Brosnan, were both cleared of wrongdoing despite being fired by then-Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. You'll recall that the police chief as well, Erica Shields, she resigned from the department uh, like a day or two later. And then charges were brought up. And Anyway, they were cleared of that. But according to Councilman Dustin Hillis, he tells the AJC that the city attorney has done an extensive review of the facts on the law and has determined that the city of Atlanta's potential financial exposure in defending plaintiffs' claims is in excess of the settlement amount. Uh, Councilman Hillis also said that the funds will be paid to Tamika Miller, the Brooks Estate, and the Stuart Miller Simmons trial attorney's firm. Doing so will effectively dismiss the lawsuit against the city. That is one of those cases where I tend to deviate from most of us on the left side of the aisle. And uh, I mean, listen, I, I, I saw the video. I saw the interaction. We all know how it went down. It was awful. It was a terrible year for civil unrest with police interaction and people of color. However, I also feel for the officers in that I'm not sure how I would have reacted had someone turned and pointed something at me in the dark of night. Anything resembling a gun, I might have feared for my life. I just, you know, it's just one of those things. I don't know. But hopefully this provides, I know it doesn't provide enough closure it doesn't make up for the loss of Brooks. However, I hope this brings some healing for Rayshard's family, knowing that no amount of money can replace him. However, I also really hope that this provides a new chapter for the officers involved and for the city, and that this is a kind of case that all parties can learn from. I don't know what officers could have done differently to de-escalate the situation, but I would also like to hope that maybe there are others who saw this go down and realize you're not talking yourself out of a DUI, and you can't run from it either. Nobody wins. More Ron Show after this on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. 